0: Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy.
1: You are? No, oh. no, I'm going to be the host today. Pat! Yep, I'm taking over this one. Happy New Year. It's 2019 and I'm going to take over. Well, I don't know if Missy's going to let me take over the whole year, but I'm going to take over this episode because I want to hear from Missy and uh, Bernie Lauer, who's also he's the director of digital sales here with Hubbard Interactive. And so I want to hear from the top what's been going on with Hubbard Interactive, how it started, what we've been learning, what's new, what's what's coming in 2020. 2019, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna take over and, and ask you some questions. Let's we'll see how
0: this goes. All Let's right. get into this week's episode number 67, a peek behind the curtains with Hubbard Interactive. It's so weird not being like not in
1: being control. in charge. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Bernie and we've got Missy, our fearless leaders, our intrepid fearless <laughs> leaders for Hubbard Interactive. And so to start off the year 2019, today is January 2nd. We've already missed today, sorry, but uh, I just wanted to talk to them about what's been going on with Hubbard Interactive. It's been what nine years now that that we've been nine doing. Nine years. We started <gasps> approximately 2010. Mm-hmm. Wow! So nine years ago, things were incredibly different than they are today, <laughs> and we've grown like crazy. I mean, nine years ago, there was what two people in the department, and yeah. and now we've got 20 pushing 30. I know oh, that almost, yeah. almost 30 people to handle a bunch of different digital and social media channels and stuff like that. So why don't we just go back to the beginning? Why? Why did Hubbard Broadcasting, Hubbard Radio, decide to start doing digital marketing in 2010?
2: Well, I think it was uh, honestly pushed upon us a little bit by our clients. Um, I mean, when I started with Hubbard uh, back in 2008, everything was internal. It was our own websites and it was half price deals and Uh, those type of things, emails, and um, uh, social media came on. And I remember early on, it might have been 29 or 2010, and I was talking about this new social media network that if it were a country, it would be the fourth largest in the world, and that was called MySpace. Um, What? Yeah, exactly. Remember that?
0: (laughs) All the MySpace days. MySpace.
2: Ah, the good old days. And uh, so, but anyway, then uh, Facebook came along, and we did our own... uh, um, what well, we used to call light gates, Facebook growth campaigns, a sweepstakes on our on our station Facebook pages, where we gave away crazy bread from uh, Little Caesar's Pizza, of all things. <laughs> and we had this amazing results. We had all these new likers of our pages, and all of a sudden clients said, hey, can you do that for us? And so we started doing the like gates for our clients. And then of course, once people had all the likers, they go, now what do we do? And so that's how the at least the social media portion of it was born. And then just, I mean, everyone else on the outside was looking at where, how can we get on CNN.com, ESPN.com, all these other networks, and how can I target people? And so we were kind of... Um, you know, pushed into doing all that. And we chose certain things we wanted to do, certain things we didn't want to do. And, you know, initially we didn't do PPC. Initially, we didn't really do a lot of web building. Uh, that kind of came along later. But anyway, that's a
1: long-winded answer to your short question. So Missy, you came around in 2012. Yep, so yeah. still pretty early on, but um, what what's it been like or what was it like when you when you first walked <laughs> in here kind of kind of knowing you were on the on the very mm-hmm. front edge of of what we were doing?
0: Yeah, it was it was a wild ride. Like I know my first three clients, I had a dentist, a restaurant and a printing company. Oh wow, that's a... And we didn't even do paid advertising because Facebook and social media, I mean, Facebook was really the only one we focused on when I had first started, a little bit of Twitter. And um, you didn't have to pay to play yet. So now about 80% of what I do on a day that the team does is has to do with ads. So it's that's changed probably the most dramatically over the years. Um, again, Facebook is still around. We still do a little bit of Twitter. Instagram, You know, we were doing more Instagram marketing. Uh, but yeah, I'd say that's the biggest one.
1: What's uh, What do you think is, maybe not the biggest, but a couple of the biggest changes that you've seen in social media? I mean, besides new networks and ads like that, but in Seven?
0: Probably the algorithm the algorithm that is constantly changing is just such a hard thing to keep up with. Um, and they keep, even just like Facebook layout changes, like I'll get like old presentations, like I found one of a team from probably like four or five years ago and I was like, oh my gosh, we look like babies. Um, <laughs> but with that, you know, just the things you put in there that are, you're telling clients about like, hey, like, you know, this is the new update going on. It's like, oh, that layout is completely different now, that's gone away. All the social media channels are constantly testing new features, and they come and go like that. And you have no control over it, which is the most frustrating thing. So I think just all of the changes that have been um, happening with just like the layout and the algorithm um, are the biggest
1: ones. So Bernie, it, it started with clients, and we still do a lot of a lot of our work with kind of radio clients. Mm-hmm. We're, we're very much tied into the radio stations here. How has how has what what's happening in Hubbard Interactive? affected what what's happening in radio and like traditional media so to speak uh well i think it's affected the the sales reps our sales team
2: of 25 people strong uh, more than anything else they can't see themselves where well, they used to just be radio account executives and help clients uh reach the the masses and get them results with radio advertising and some events uh as well um, now they really need to be much more than that they need to be marketing consultants they need to be media representatives uh, because there's so much, well, everything we have to offer, again, whether it's pay per click, targeted display, true view advertising, email, web builds, SEO, social media, um, there's so much more, um, so many more arrows in their quiver, if you would, to help their businesses that they work with you know, reach their target. So they just need to um, learn a lot more, uh, rely on Missy and our team a lot more, uh, because they're so smart. And uh, um, but it's really has changed their whole game, where they could just used to focus on radio or something similar, radio events, to now focusing on this huge breadth of options, which is always changing, of course. (laughs) Yeah,
0: like (laughs) oh wait, that's gone now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean you know every year we seem to add something else, and maybe something else drops by the wayside. I mean, OTT is becoming more popular, over the top uh, advertising for those uh, people who've unplugged from the cable and the direct TVs of the world. Um, so there's always something new. And then, you know, Missy mentioned the Facebook algorithm. Google's algorithm changes daily. I think somebody told me last year that Google's algorithm changed 376 times. where well, there's only 365 days in a year, so that means a couple <laughs> days. It changed twice. I mean, it's crazy. Most of you hear about the big ones, but the small ones, they're always tweaking it. So, yeah, it's tough.
1: You got to keep up to date. Yeah, uh, for sure. So what was, Missy, when you started, what was your you said you had three clients and we just Mm -hmm. basically did two social media platforms. Mm -hmm. What was your, what what excited you most about being a, a, you know, a social media strategist, a marketer at at that point and how has that changed into now?
0: Um, So I would say with my, Skills like I'm a little bit unique where I like love the sales side and the client side of things. So I love communicating with the client. Um I love doing more like the event marketing and stuff like that. So I know with a lot of those clients, like sunsets, we did something called a social hour where we made these little tabletop tents, which is so funny because this is so long ago. Yeah. It's so old school. We made these tabletop tents where If you were in Sunset's restaurant and you liked them on Facebook, you would get um, a dollar off your drink during happy hour. So we call it social hour. We made these really cute tents. And of course, you know, you have to go there and make sure it's working. So we did happy hour there. Um, Rough life. Yeah, it's hard. So just incorporating more of that, like live activation in the restaurant versus just focusing all online. Because I think that's a big part that's missing a lot from social media strategies. It's like, let's just start a Facebook page and see what happens. It's like, you got to make sure it ties in with, your business and the people that are actually going into your location. Um, I know with the printing company, they did a ton of events. We actually spoke at one of their events. Bernie and I did um, teaching their current customers who are a lot of business owners about social media marketing and how that we can help them. So just slowly incorporating that more was probably the most exciting thing that I like to do um, in the majority of it.
1: So what's Bernie, you, you've, you've kind of got your hands in a lot, like social media and the PPC and the SEO, and a, a little bit of pretty much everything. What What do you think is your favorite channel to work in, or the, or the one that's most exciting? Like you just mentioned OTT is kind of big and up, up and coming. But what do you, what do you what do you like the most? Wow, my favorite. Well, I'm an old radio guy, <laughs> but um, I tell you,
2: I love social media. I love the social media. I love the team we have together. They're 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 all I mean, we're all local. Uh, They're right here in your backyard, working with our clients. Um, And it is fun because it keeps changing all the time. I mean, everything keeps changing, but social just seems to be more, you're getting paid to do something that's fun. You know, well hopefully getting money for your, your businesses and right. getting them some ROI, um, I also like the the anything that ties in with the radio station. We have some great um, listener clubs, and there's great rewards programs that we offer our, our clients that they can tie into, and they can then tap into. It's another way to tap into the the databases um, of KS95 or My Talk um, uh, or our ESPN brand. I mean, you can tap into these databases and then find the ones that fit your business. And then and then uh, turn them into your customers. So um, so my old radio guy in me says, yeah, I love the radio station <laughs> rewards programs and 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 tying into those and getting results for our clients. And then uh, the social guy or the digital guy says the social media one is the most fun.
0: Okay, Bernie. So do you remember when we started breakfast with benefits? Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, Pat, you you came to a couple of those. Didn't I came you? to a couple. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So, this was something that kind of got spurred out. And sorry, I'm changing topics a little bit, but I just thought about it and I was like, oh my gosh, memories. <laughs> um, so, Bernie and I, because we had so many, so many people, because again, it's changing all the time. They're like, what the hell am I doing? Like, right. why do I even know where to start with all this? So, Bernie and I came up with this great idea. Well, uh, great at the time. <laughs> this event called, it was a free breakfast, yep. anyone could go, and you just show up. And we called it Breakfast with Benefits. Yep. And it was like yep. a one hour, Free session about social media. And we just talked about all the ins and outs, tips and tricks you could do. And it was so great that now we've turned into Hubbard Digital Academy. Right, right.
2: Well, you remember when that started? One of our first clients for social media was Coordinated Business Systems. Mm-hmm. And they had a big open house and they invited uh, us to because we did their social media for them. And um, uh, sidebar here, it was funny. There, I remember there was a magazine article written. Um, they're in the uh, uh, um, copier business, telecommunications a little bit business. So it's a B2B for sure and i remember a, a, a newspaper or an article coming out in one of their trade magazines saying how social media really didn't fit that industry and then they said except for coordinated business system for some reason they have like eight thousand followers and da, da, da. well it was because hubbard interactive was doing their social <laughs> media for them so anyway when they did this open house they wanted uh, us to come out and talk about uh what we did to all of their customers and when Missy and I did that, um, ironically, I'll never forget the first one because Missy started having a coughing attack oh my and gosh. left me handling the whole <laughs> thing by myself.
0: So embarrassing!
2: <laughs> but uh, it went great. We did two <clears throat> sessions there, and and their customers came up to us and said, "Can you help us? Can you help us?" And all of a sudden, like this idea was born out of that, saying we should do these for the public. And that's how we started doing be- uh, Breakfast with Benefits around the cities, and uh, you're right, Missy, then it turned into Hubbard Digital Academy because there was a lot more to talk about than just mm-hmm. uh, than just social media. We did some on SEO, we did, uh, um, I remember we used to meerkat some of them or Periscope yeah. Live oh, some meerkat. of them back in the day. <laughs> um, RIP, meerkat. Yeah. Oh yeah, RIP. And uh, so anyways, that
1: was kind of the birth of the Hubbard Digital Academy then as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually going to mention breakfast benefits because I do remember, (laughs) I remember going to one and standing up in the corner in in a crowded room. Um, I I don't remember the the name of the client, but it was was like a made up kitchen that they would do like cooking classes in. And so I remember the mirror over the top of the counter and I'm crammed up in the corner trying not to get anybody's in anybody's way, but I'm videotaping the whole thing so that we could have it for later. And. It was super early and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. We did one yeah. for a group of realtors out at there. Mm-hmm. and Mingle. It was yes, uh, It was out at Mingle, yeah. yeah. And was, then, so that's turned into okay. Hubbard Digital Academy, right. which last week's episode was recorded at Hubbard Digital Academy, so. Great show, by the way. If you haven't yeah. listened, go back and listen. Notice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun talking to talking to business owners there i mean just hubbard digital academy was was a lot of fun so mm-hmm. we've taken what you guys used to do in an hour like crash course on facebook or seo or all things social we've turned it into a, a whole day long you know conference basically right. what what's that been like what have what have what have you guys learned putting together a day-long conference and <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> much so much <laughs> it, for me
1: honestly when i got
2: into radio you, a few years back, I'm a little older than the two of you. Um, I mean, I was a promotion director, so I was on the promotion side. So that really, putting together this event has really brought back a lot of those type of talents that I had from, you know, making sure, do you have enough food, enough beverage, how are the chairs, do you have insurance, do you have, you know, what's scheduling of the day, and, and Missy has done the brunt of the work, but just now dealing with the events and that type of thing, it's, it's brought that back. Um, And I love doing that kind of stuff. I really do, I I really enjoy it. But then, even the the Hubbard Digital Academy, seeing how that has grown, from our first one we were happy to have 100 attendees, and this last one we were pushing 250, um, and we've done four of them. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. tremendous growth. Um so you know I'm looking forward to continuing to do that and again even the reason we do that is is to help area businesses learn a little bit more if they need help obviously they can come to us um but there's so many people out there that have been asking going back to my very first point about this that the whole birth of this came from our clients asking us how how can you help us um that's what we do at the Hub Digital Academy. Can you know we'd go out and do breakfast with benefits about social media, and someone would say, "Can you tell me about Google Analytics?" Or we'd start talking about Google, and we'd go off on this on this <laughs> this va- um, what do you call it a uh, tangent? Tangent. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. We <laughs> go off on this tangent about talking something else. And- we just didn't have enough time to cover all these topics. And so this gives us an opportunity to hopefully cover all the topics and help these local businesses, you know, learn how to do it. Get their at least get their foot wet, if if not jump in, you know, with both feet. And then if they need our help, we're there to help them.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing with starting HGA is that yeah, we had so many people and it's like instead of just like, hey, let's just try this and see what happens, you know, people were asking for it. So we we started growing it based on that. Like breakfast and benefits, like you said, Bernie. You know, we needed more. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is with HGA, like we're doing that now, and we always do surveys every time to figure out like, okay, how did it go? What do you wanna see more of? And people now are asking for more advanced and advanced and advanced classes. So it's like, maybe we just need to start school. I don't know. But it's just, there's so many different conferences, especially in the Twin Cities. There's a lot of great ones nationally. And there's, you know, with the Twin Cities one, there's the conferences I've gone to in the past, it's always like kind of an overview of topics where it's like they give you enough to like kind of get you excited about it, but they never get into like the nitty gritty of how do you actually Mm -hmm. do it? And that's like my biggest frustration. It's like I came here like I know I should do it, but how do I do it and what are your tips and tricks? And that's what I think is unique about HGA is we actually go into like, we have screenshots of actual client work and presentations and Facebook ad campaigns so you can see how we build it and how we do it. It's not just, well you should do this and then go figure it out. Great which point. I think is unique.
2: And we give you a break. I mean, I know with our Hub Digital Academy, we not talk too much about them, but we do give you a break in the day. So we do how to, how to, and you're going to walk away from each one of the sessions with something that you can put into place that day and make your, your product, your business better. Uh, and then we do, you know, in the past, we've done a lunch keynote, which is more of a, it's kind of a breather while you eat lunch, but you learn about leadership and you learn about mm-hmm. people. And then we kind of ended the day with a Google talk about just general things about Google or whatever. So um, I just, I think I think they're phenomenal They'll go through the day. You can learn a lot, as Missy said, a lot of takeaways. Um,
1: and then you also learn, come away, how to be a better leader, you know? So Hubbard Digital Academy and a lot of what we do here at Hubbard Interactive applies to pretty much any industry. And we have clients in, a ton of different industries has has that ever been a a conversation topic of like specialization does hubbard interactive want to specialize i mean with the radio stations that we work with we're not gonna the radio stations aren't gonna specialize in an industry and so has hubbard interactive ever talked about that is that something that we're just gonna keep going with whatever industries come in front of us i mean because you you can find agencies that specialize in industrial or manufacturing hospitality hospitality. yeah yeah we've come
2: across that and, and and uh we've tried to we find experts, it's interesting, a lot of our social media strategists, they, because of their background or, or what they've gotten into, um, they've become specialists in certain categories. I always joke, Missy mentioned one of her first clients was a dentist, and I always joke that she knows more about gum disease and tooth decay than she ever thought she would. <laughs> but it's true, when you, when you immerse yourself, our strategists immerse themselves and become really an arm or, or, or an extension of that, uh, of that business, you start responding to them as like, oh, this is my dentist. This is my indoor trampoline, you know, center. This whatever, this is my auto dealer and you get to know the vernacular and and the brand of that business—that's your job, because we we restrict the number of clients each one of our strategists and coordinators can work with. So you really have to immerse yourself in that. But to go one specifically one category, no, I think that'd be short. We're, we have so many different categories of of businesses out there. I wouldn't want to short somebody by just saying, "Oh, we're only working with auto or hospitality," because you never know where the people need the help, and that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we 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 worked with um, the Minnesota Association of associations, basically. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of their, their name. but um, And out of that, we wound up with a truck driving company. We would never have talked to a truck driving company, but they really needed our help. And now they've been with us for four or five mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. and we've helped them fill jobs on social media and that type of thing. We've helped morticians, that, that category, which is another <laughs> funeral one. Funeral homes. Yeah, funeral <laughs> homes. We would have never have thought of that category or, or jumped into that, but they needed help. You know, so um, I really don't want to focus on one, our, our strategists, um, do focus obviously on their categories and their clients when they're working with them, but we wanna remain open to any and all categories.
0: The one thing I'll say after that too is, specifically I've noticed this in, in the auto and medical, is that there are a lot of agencies that specialize in those industries, and what's interesting is you think, oh my gosh, yeah, they know it, that's their thing they focus on, but I don't think a lot of cl- people realize they have work with every auto client then mm-hmm and your competitors probably too so one thing like especially with a lot of auto clients and we have a few that we work with and the reason i think they stay with us is um because when you go to any like you can tell you'll go to certain auto pages and they had the exactly same co- cookie cutter content on every single page and they're like we don't want that like how are we supposed to do better than them if we're posting right. the exactly same content with the same company that they're working with and so i think going with us is, or just any agency that specializes in, doesn't specialize in a specific category, sets you apart and opens you up to new ideas. And we also work with so many different clients. We love to cross promote them. So that's a huge way that it's like, hey, like, let's tie in this brand and this brand and let's make like a cool influencer campaign or do some activate this and dealerships can't do that because they're all competing against each other. Right,
2: to piggyback on the, on the, on the cross-promotional, um, it, for me, it's almost like sports. You have these um, trained athletes, say you're an NFL athlete. If all you did was practice the NFL, you might be not be as good as if you CrossFit. You always hear about CrossFit or cross-training. A lot of these, uh, these gentlemen who are in the NFL also do ballet or they do swimming or they do, because it's working other muscles or whatever and that makes them a better football player because they're working all these other groups. And I think it's the same way with us. We can learn something from a restaurant that could help our auto dealer or from a nonprofit that could help our auto dealer or, or what, whomever. And so we see that and we can take a great idea that was born in one category and use it in a different category
1: or as Missy mentioned, we can you know, tie the two together. So you you mentioned the word cookie cutter, Missy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we we pride ourselves in not producing cookie cutter content, even though we've, we're working with you know fifty plus social media clients specifically. How do we do that, and what what is the benefit of that? Like you were just talking, using something from one industry in the other, while at the same time not cookie cut, not mm-hmm. copying that completely. Yeah. How? How do we do that?
0: So, uh, I mean, our creative team, our designers, our videographers, (laughs) Pat, (laughs) (laughs) um, do a kick ass job of being unique to that brand and immersing themselves in it. So even though we work with a lot of different industries. We, whenever we start a new client, we have a brand guide that we work with um, specifically for each client. Again, never cookie cutter um, look and feel. So we know the colors, we know the fonts, we know the layout. And we also do something called Coffee with Creatives um, with our design team. And we're constantly learning about new things like new design trends and what's going on with, you know, maybe Instagram rolled out a new layout or new stories, like how do we incorporate that? So I think just really... No one can know everything.
1: <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> so just being in a collaborative space when everyone's willing to be like, hey, did you see that? Hey, did you see it, this rollout? Hey, hey, did you see the new the color of the year? Like, let's start sprinkling that into a couple of our, con- our content calendars. Um, just staying up to date with all that keeps it from not looking stale.
2: And that goes across all of the assets we offer. I mean, if we're, you know, design, we do so much in targeted display, Uh, You know, design is obviously a major factor in that. Um, The video, video for YouTube videos or or just pre-roll videos that we do, the TrueView videos, um, is really it has to be different. Every you might be a car dealer A, car dealer B, car dealer C, but each one of you has a little different voice. You know, one might be family owned and operated, one might just be high end, and one might be used cars. They're all different voices. And and even if you sell, if you both sell Buicks. Um, you know, there's different ways you sell Buicks. One focuses on one versus the other. Um, So everyone is unique, just like every human being is unique. Every business is unique. So I think every campaign needs to be unique. And and we hate cookie cutter here. I don't like packages. We like to be very customized.
0: I'll say too, like a lot of the bigger agencies, you know, they're solely focused on the creative work, which is great, but then they they don't, they lack the knowledge on how to, like okay, do we do a TrueView campaign? Like, where's the strategy involved with we that? We can create
1: a great graphic or a great video, but yeah. then what you... How do, do you
0: implement you? it? Yep, and then right. there's a lot of other agencies out there that are strictly like, you're going to put it on YouTube, you're going to do display ads, and they have no clue how right. to do the creative side. So what's unique about us is, I feel like we have a really good mix of both, and again, I'm a little bit biased because right. I work right. here, but <laughs> I think that's something we strive for, and the team strives to be strategic and creative because you have to have both. Or you're missing a huge chunk of your campaign. Yeah. You're
2: 100 percent correct. There are creative agencies out there, and there's buyers out there. What they call buying agencies, they're mm-hmm. just buyers. And um, you know, there are a couple that are big and handle mm-hmm. both of them, or you know, can handle both. But Hubbard is very unique. That we're uh, we're solid. We're good size. Um, I mean, you know, with between us and Cincinnati and their 2060 markets and and the other markets across the country, we have over 100 digital only employees. Um, and then you talk, talking, I mean, you talking about creativity, Pat. Think about where it all came from. It comes from radio, which comes, from, you know, goes from the head from Ginny Hubbard Morris, you know, all the way down. But radio is the, is the inventor of creativity, yeah. right? Theater of the mind. Um, I mean, think of all these radio ads you heard, you hear, and and what it gets going in your mind, and. You're not even—it's not even real. I mean, you're not even seeing it. It's all—it's—it's it's air. It's radio. It's time. It's—but it, it's the creativity that that helps you sell whatever product or service you're trying to sell and, and and doing it correctly on the radio station. And so that has led into the the digital world for us as well.
0: Okay, so I have to bring it up because you brought up theater of the mind. Has anyone seen Bird Box?
1: I have not.
2: Haven't. <laughs> I just heard did about did it. Did again.
1: you? Did you see? They said 45 million Netflix users. That's a third of Netflix. Accounts Crazy. have watched Bird Box and it's been out for two weeks, a week it's, and a half, I something like that. Sandra Bullock is just creepy weird in this thing.
0: It's so good. It's really interesting. And the I watched it last night. And so when you brought up theater of the mind because she, they're blindfolded the whole time, so they don't know like really what's going on. So you have to kind of you know you're just picturing what's going through their heads, like what are they thinking they're going to see, or what do they think's out there. Right. So you guys have to watch it. I feel like someone someone in this podcast has to so saw yeah. Bird Box forty <laughs> oh, yeah, million for
1: sure. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I started in radio too, so I. I definitely get that, and it's really cool for for me. I started at KS 10 years ago, so I've been at least around Hubbard to mm-hmm. see this this kind of grow, and um, I think it's been a lot of fun to see not only our clients stuff grow with Hubbard Interactive, but the way the three radio stations in our building have grown mm-hmm. digitally and, and socially as well. I mean, we didn't have specific people monitoring those social media and digital channels you know when when we first started in 2010 and now each one of those stations has their own social media manager and they're putting out their own content based on what's going on 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 the air and that ties into what we're doing with clients and more cross-promotion and everything like that um, but kind of looking forward to, to 2019 how do you guys specifically you kind of mentioned we i mean we're very collaborative our office is is very open and it's often hard to find a quiet moment around our office <laughs> so true, sometimes. So but um, I like the new lounge they built out there for I us know, to relax and yeah. it's nice to get away. Um, but how do you guys specifically keep up? Like, w- what are you learning currently? How do you continue to learn and keep up with all of this stuff And uh, as we wow. grow, as social media, digital, mm-hmm. I mean. I rely on
2: Missy and her team and Ruth and and Sam and Chad and Sasha and all the strategists and designers and developers. I mean, I've kind of been dragged behind the desk. I don't get out as much anymore because I'm more of a... I don't want to say corporate role, but more. a you know, someone's got to pay the bills at some point, and that's kind of what I've we done. We asked Bernie but, for all the money. But yeah, I keep, it's, it's a like,
1: shame we put the best-looking guy behind a desk. I know,
2: isn't it horrible? It's horrible. Um, but uh, now you now you see, it flattered me, and my whole train of He's thought flustered. went out the window. Now I'm all Flustered, But um, you really do. This is one industry, and that's what has kept me so excited. Uh, I've been here now. This is my second tour at Hubbard. My final tour at Hubbard. I love it here. It's been ten years, and in the digital world. And because everything is always changing and because we have um, this, this creative, I'll say youthful compared to myself, uh, enthusiastic <laughs> team that's always, they have this thirst for knowledge. And they're always looking for the latest, greatest things. And sometimes sometimes I gotta go, okay, yeah, that's really kind of cool, but we're not going to do that yet. Let's see how that pans out. Sometimes we jump on things right away and go, yeah, this is it. we got to be on it. Got to be on it, and and sometimes we hit, and sometimes we don't. But for the most part, we, we're pretty successful. But just keeping up to date with reading and articles, and and listening to podcasts. Thank you very much. Keep listening to this one. Um, listen to others, and and hearing from as many different avenues and areas as you can. Um, that's what keeps me up to date. And then I watch again. I watch what the team does, and try to listen to them, and and try try to keep up myself.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say it's the team, like because just you just have so many people who are all inspired and pushing and wanting to do better and better and better. And so, I mean, we have, we use Slack all the time and it just blows up with like, let's try this, let's do this design ideas. And so that's really fun. I'll go in there and like, okay, like let's, I comb through it and like, let's try this first. Maybe let's do this one next. But I think, yeah, podcasts are great. Um, I just got into the How I Built This podcast. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think, uh, who was it? Uh, Burton, Jake Burton was on one of them. And I'm like a big snowboard, huge in snowboarding. And so I was like, I got to start listening to this. And then it got me sucked in. And then I, (laughs) you know, the Dollar Shave Club, I listened to that episode. And there's just some really cool things happening in the industry. And so just keeping up to date with all that.
1: Yeah. Um, what what do you think? This is one of Missy's favorite questions to ask every <laughs> every episode, so I have to ask it. Ah. What's coming? What's what's the new the next big thing in 2019, or what's going to grow like crazy? What's going to go away? What what's going to happen? I always joke. Oh. I always say Glopple or something like that. Well, what's Glopple? I never heard a of Glopple. <laughs> well, yeah, you never heard of
2: you know Yahoo either. That would have come up with Yahoo thirty years ago. Um, I Honestly, for us, on the other side, um, I see a lot of growth in video. Video continues to be really strong across all, I mean, not just social, but, but everywhere. The, the YouTube and their TrueView product is huge, and we saw a big growth in it in 2018, and I imagine that's going to continue in 2019. Um, we're also continuing to see growth in people fixing up their websites. I think people built a website eight years ago, and they're like, hey, I got it done. And you heard me talk about all the different Google algorithms that happened in a year, let alone over eight years. Um, and Mobilegeddon, which happened two years ago now, um, people are going, I need a better website. Or we'll look at a website and go, you're not showing up high in search engine optimization, SEO, because your website is, stinks. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell somebody that their baby is ugly. But, um, so we're seeing website growth be, uh, be a, a big category for us as well.
0: Yeah, I think from a social standpoint, and we've been doing it for a little while now, but influencer marketing, um, I know it's like a big buzzword and it has been for a couple of years, but I think that's gonna continue to grow. I think it's gonna look different than mm-hmm. it does right now. I don't know what it's gonna look like, but I think that's a category that people wanna see stuff from other people. Mm-hmm. And whether that's gonna be the hashtag sponsored, hashtag ad that people are doing, there's gonna be something going on with that. And I think that's a category that we really need to look look yeah. more into.
2: There's just a story on the nightly news about influencers. And, of course, it got me thinking, back to my radio days, the original influencer the on-air talent, yep. the DJs, if you will, who say, you know, going out to Bernie's House of Toothpaste and get his latest brand of toothpaste. And, <laughs> and it's not a real client. Oh, good. You know, but,
1: <laughs> I was waiting for Bernie's House of Toothpaste yeah, to yeah, make yeah. an
2: appearance. Um, but people hear that, you know, that talent said that, and they go out and do it. Well, now it's the same thing. And now influencers on, on social media. Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, yeah, I think influencers is a huge growth area for us as well.
1: So the last question I have is, A lot of, a lot of marketing and digital marketing is testing. It's a lot of AB testing and, and, you know, figuring out what works because different brands and different voices and channels work for, for different people. So with so many different channels to use so many different digital marketing platforms, social media channels, ways to market your business online now, what's, if you had to pick one place to start, where, where would you start? As a, as a business, and how do you balance all that testing out? Like, you know, how do you how do you grow in one area while not, you know, well how do you how do you grow your SEO while not forsaking and you know forgetting about social media? Mm-hmm. Right. I would. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> a, that's a big
0: question, Pat. I would always say. And I'll say kind of two different answers to that. The first one is if you are a brand new business, like no digital presence starting from scratch, you got to have a website first because you could have the most amazing social media presence, the most amazing, you know, display campaign, whatever it may be. Um, And if you have no place to drive those people to go to take action, it's going to flop um so making so that would be I would say first if you have been established for a while I would say survey your audience I think don't people don't do enough research they're like well Facebook seems like a you know I always get questions like you know what's the majority audience on Facebook and it's like does it matter like survey who's your customers like go wherever they are going mm-hmm. um so I think taking surveys like um survey monkey there's tons of free survey tools out there you can use like ask them where are they spending their time and then focus on that channel because it's going to be so dependent on the brand and the industry.
2: Right, yeah, definitely knowing your brand, like you said, and then and what are your goals for your company? I mean, do you, is, it, is, it a, is it downloading this app? Is it selling this product? Is it releasing a new product? Is it you know driving traffic into a store? Is it driving traffic to a website? So depending on what your specific goal is, remember I said I don't like selling packages before. That's why it's... It, you're kind of like, sometimes I make the analogy that we're doctors and you know, if you went to a doctor and you just said, and the doctor said, here's aspirin for you, you know, cause you're hurting. Well, doctor, I got a broken leg. I don't have a headache. You know, you have to find out, you have to prescribe what's best for that patient based on what you've learned from that patient and what they've told you. And it's the same way here. We have to learn from our patients, from our businesses, where is their pain? Um, so, that we can best come up with a prescription to, to ease that pain.
0: Your analogy burning out, spot. I'm I, just, a, sorry, I love them. I No, I love
2: it. Mic I'm drop
1: like, How right do you there. think of these. <laughs> I'm like,
0: gosh, great examples.
1: Well, thank you guys for giving us a little peek under the hood for Hubbard Interactive. This it's just, so
0: this weird was, being on this side of the mic. I'm like, oh, I should ask Pat a question right now.
1: It's been a while since I've been on, so this feels good. Way to start the day, the new year. <laughs> Well, thank you guys. And all the links we talked about today, we talked about a couple. We'll put those in the show notes um, at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP67. And make sure to subscribe with your favorite podcast player to the social feed and uh, share on social if you like it. Um, And then we will deliver an episode to all you subscribers every Wednesday. Definitely leave us a review. We would would love to hear a review and what you're thinking of this um, and tell your friends and we'll see you next week. All right. Thank you all. The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell.